0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome,
1: Welcome. to Warriors Wrap-Up. AdWall Curry takes another three, it's up and good! He's got
2: 62! On
1: 95.7, it's a game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he flies it for a dunk. Jam, oh by Ubre! he caught it. A restricted area and slams it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson
2: and Ryan Covey.
3: Covey. Curry in transition back over to
2: Draymond. Lob to Wiseman. Look out. And that's another dunk for Golden State. There you go.
1: My goodness.
3: All right, Warriors getting it done again tonight. They back up their victory over the Lakers on Monday and they throttle the Spurs at Chase Center. 121-99, so the Dubs, Ryan Covey, now 8-6 and six on the season, and Steve Kerr said it after the ballgame, we'll just start the show here, best two-way game of the season for the Warriors, the offense was there, the defense was there, Steph Curry was outstanding, and oh by the way, James Wiseman with his best game of his young career tonight.
1: Yeah, co-sign 100% on Steve Kerr's sentiments, uh, and boy, we've been calling for that lob game to James Wiseman, J.D. Safe to say they unlocked that tonight. My goodness, every time I turned around, he's throwing down another one, but he should be able to get loose like that. Maybe not to this degree every night, but with that size and that athleticism and the way the Warriors can move the rock with with Curry and, and Draymond, it should be there constantly, and
3: it was tonight. 8-8-9-5-7-9-5-7-0. That's the phone number to participate in the program here. Warriors wrap up with J D and Covey. We'll keep it rolling here until eleven o'clock on ninety five seven. The game as the Warriors improve to eight and six on the season. Big question coming into the night: uh, Could the Warriors back it up? Uh, and and beat a team that has some some quality wins on the season. The Spurs have beaten Portland like the Warriors have. They've beaten the Clippers and Lakers like the Warriors have. But uh, a big focal point for Golden State has been trying to get the starting lineup going and and cooking at the same time, in particular offensively. I think defense led to a lot of the Warriors' offense in this ballgame tonight. But you could tell early on, it was a 13-4 to 4 start right out of the shoot, and it was Oubre and Draymond and Wiseman that were involved in everything, being aggressive, knocking down shots. Wiseman had three assists in the first quarter. You could tell that, that maybe some of the things that the Warriors have tried to work on over the course of the last week or so, and, and maybe some of that time Uh, that they had due to the Suns game being postponed and the practice time and rest time that came along with it. You didn't see a ton of it maybe in the Laker game until the end of the game. But tonight, I think right from the jump, you saw just a a more patient. uh, You saw a group of players in that starting lineup offensively that looked like they they were closer to being on the same page with one another, which is something that we just haven't seen to this point.
1: Yeah, it's it's been a work in progress, and they've they've shown flashes. But tonight was the first night, JD. I felt like everybody was was kind of clicking and really comfortable in their role in this offense, and knowing what Steve Kerr expects of them, and and you know where, where they're supposed to be on the floor. And uh, you look up when it's all said and done tonight, JD. The starters went a combined thirty three for fifty eight. So obviously that's about 57 percent shooting the rock. They racked up eighty nine points. Did the five starters? So that's an average about 18 points per starter. Your starting five gives you 89 points on a given night. You're going to win a lot of games in the NBA, uh, especially with the kind of bench that the Warriors do. So, uh, yeah, it was a, a collective effort tonight, and this was exactly what Steph Curry was talking about after the win in L.A. the other night. It, it was a nice win in L.A., great comeback, feel-good comeback, but the key to being a, a, a competitive team and a playoff team in the NBA is consistency, and you're coming home, playing against the Spurs team who you're probably going to be jockeying for for playoff positioning in the West by the time you get to that 72nd game, and so this was an important statement game for the Warriors tonight to back up what they did in L.A. and send a message to the San Antonio Spurs, and they did both tonight. They deserved this win. They blew them out. It was a wire-to-wire win, J.D.
3: Yeah, wire-to-wire win. The Dubs led by as many as 25. They win by 22. Is it safe to say that the Kelly Oubre slump is officially over? Uh, Kelly Oubre, 16 more points tonight. He knocked down a couple of threes, nine boards. Are, Are we calling it? For Kelly Oubre, is is the slump over? You still a little, you still a little leery.
1: Give me a couple more games. I, I think right now he. he. You can't say that he's slumping. Um, you know, I, I think there's no question that he's getting more and more comfortable wearing that Warriors jersey. And by the way, the jerseys look sick tonight with the floor. Uh, so yeah, I, I think this is clearly a couple of big time steps in the right direction. Uh, and and he's just playing like a guy with confidence. How about that putback dunk in the second half? Are you kidding me? And uh, he had gotten teed up for throwing his arms at the official earlier. Just like a couple moments later, he throws down that Thunder dunk. Uh, you know, he's getting his shot coming around. Look, Kelly Oubre is a guy that's literally in. Proved his scoring average every single year for his five years in the NBA. At some point, that's going to plateau. Uh, feeling the pressure a little bit coming to the dubs, but uh, clearly Steve Kerr stuck with him, and that confidence in him is being rewarded. And, and Kelly Oubre was giving him a defensive effort the whole time. It was just a matter of, of getting that offense unlocked, and hey, eventually you figured he would find his game. Uh, I wasn't sure that he was going to be a fit this offense after about eight games in. Now I think there's definitely a role for him, and uh, you know, kudos to him. Just keep it rolling.
3: Yeah, and another guy that's keeping it rolling is Andrew Wiggins on both ends of the ball, and it's another night and another uh, handful of three pointers that Andrew Wiggins knocks down, uh, and and he helped put the game away as San Antonio was was coming back a little bit in the fourth quarter. He winds up with 18 points, three of five from three, and and look, Andrew Wiggins, he's been good for the Warriors this season. They've played 14 games. And I think we can we can honestly look at it and say Andrew Wiggins has been good in nine or ten of the 14 games, just point blank. Uh, knocking yeah. down shots, going to the basket, uh, just the, the ability to defend. Uh, Joe Lacob said it, and we've referenced it a lot, how Uber and Wiggins go, the Warriors go. Wiggins so far has been an overall positive for this team.
1: Yeah, he's top five in the NBA defending the three uh, for Andrew Wiggins to be top five in anything defensive, I don't think a lot of people would have uh, would have penciled that coming into the year. He's just a quiet, methodical guy, goes about his business. And uh, I saw him on the post game hit. You know, he didn't say a whole heck of a lot because he's a mild mannered guy. But he referenced the team getting the win. You know, saying all the right things and going out and backing it up with his play. I mean, clearly he came in to this season in, in great shape. He spent the time in quarantine getting his yokes up, JD, and, and ready to to prove a point and maybe change the. Narrative of Andrew Wiggins uh, as far as his NBA story goes. And we know he's a hell of a basketball player. I mean, when you got that kind of length and that kind of athleticism, he's a damn good shooter, too. And, and, and JB. Uh, pointed something out on the pregame show, of course I'm referencing the great Jim Barnett, that Wiggins, when he misses, it's usually short or long. He doesn't miss right or left. His shot's usually pretty true. It's just does he get enough arc on it, right? And When he's hit, when he's going, you kind of expect it to go in, and when he gets those those wide-open threes in rhythm, those catch-and-shoots, uh, you feel like they're going to go down. And He's playing with a lot of confidence right now, and it just can't be understated. Two things, JD, obviously the offense is great. This Warriors team is going to need it, but what he's doing defensively is just, I, I I think, exceeding expectations, and we got to remind ourselves, too, he's doing it with a, with a hurt knee right now, and you can tell that it's, it's something that he's still fighting through, but that also shows me that this guy wants to compete, and, and that's going to earn him a lot of stripes with his teammates as well, playing through that kind of pain, because who knows what's going on behind the scenes. We don't have a lot of access to the team, the trainers and all that, but clearly, if it's on the report, he's been dealing with it for a while, and he hasn't let it slow him down one bit.
3: 8-8, 7, 9, 5, 7 0. Warriors wrap-up, John Dickinson, Ryan Covey here on 95.7 The Game, a career night through the first 14 games for James Wiseman, 20 points, he was a plus 17, Warriors beat the Spurs 121-99, to 99. we'll get into more of the Wiseman conversation here on the program, uh, let's get to the phones though and, and get it started down that direction with Tenderloin Dad in the city, uh, you're on 95.7 The Game.
2: J.D., Cove,
3: guys, what a game that was. I'm really happy
2: I uh, picked up the bottle of Gold Bar Whiskey at Costco before the game because I enjoyed it watching Wiseman playing basketball. And I find it kind of symbolic that he decided to have a career-high night on Inauguration Day. I kind of feel like this was uh, James Wiseman's Inauguration Day for Dub Nation. I mean, he was like playing it. so well out there. And forget the offense, he was looking great on the defense, um, the defensive end. He didn't pick up his fourth foul until like the last minute and 15 seconds in the game. I mean, we haven't gotten the chance to see him play that far into the fourth quarter into the end of the game. So I'm fired up. I really love the way he played, and I just have to say. I want to see four more years of Wiseman.
3: Let's go! <laughs> well, I think you're going to see that. Thanks, Tenderloin call. Dad. Yeah, we're, I think we're going to see more than four more years of Wiseman uh, playing <laughs> for the Golden State Warriors. and, and But just terrific tonight. Uh, and, and bouncing back. I mean, Monday night was, was probably one of his, his worst games of the season. And he bounces right back. And he takes advantage of... Look, he, he handed... It to LaMarcus Aldridge tonight. My my favorite play of the night, and, and he was feasting in the dunker spot, and the Warriors found him on the lobs, which I know has been a big focal point and something they've tried to get the timing right with in terms of the practice time and, and when to throw it. Steph hit him with one. Draymond hit him with one. My favorite Wiseman play of the night was him snatching the offensive rebound away from LaMarcus Aldridge and just bulldogging him back, uh, basically dunking right on him uh, for the the putback. He was a handful for Aldridge, who's a dude that's been playing at a high level in this league for a long time tonight. Uh, And and I I thought that was impressive. It's not going up against the Gasols and Davis and – and Jokic and, and some of the tougher matchups that, that he's had of late Miles Turner. Uh, but it, it's still a veteran that, that, that's done a lot in his NBA career. So to see him take advantage of maybe an athleticism and size advantage and, and be dominant at times, I, I think that was impressive, impressive stuff.
1: Yeah, the, Aldridge. Earlier this year, hung twenty eight on the Lakers. He was just coming off of a twenty two point game against the Blazers up in Portland the other night. He's a crafty veteran, and, and when we were talking on the pregame show, JD, I thought to myself, well, this could be a matchup that James Wiseman could have some joy because we know that Aldridge, you know, tends to to play a little bit out more out on the perimeter. He's not the rebounder that he used to be, and you know, he's only averaging about you know five six rebounds a game right now. Not even he's averaging about four and a half rebounds a game. Excuse me. So you know, this is a guy that we figured Wiseman could use his athleticism and, and really get after a bit. Now the other side of that coin was, well, LaMarcus Aldridge's been putting in work in the NBA for many a year now. I mean, he's been in the league 15 years so, uh, you know, he's still got a few tricks up his sleeve. There's a reason why he's still, a, you know, a focal point on this uh, on this Spurs offense and on this Spurs squad uh, even at this late stage of his career because he still knows how to get the job done. So um, you know, uh, Wiseman's been taught a few lessons by some crafty vets tonight and then, uh, you know, throughout the season and. and Tonight he put one uh, on alert. He put one on notice, and you know it was just a matter of Wiseman finding that confidence. We know he's got that belief in himself, but it's just it was all like coming to to be put together tonight, right, JD? Because he needs a little help where he gets the ball fed and and things of that nature, and and ultimately that confidence just started to grow tonight. You could tell once he got that second dunk, that third dunk, more was coming, Uh, and and so much for the crafty veteran having any answers tonight. It was it was youthful exuberance all the way.
3: There's going to come a point in time where Wiseman's just going to get five or six of those a night. And it's just going to be automatic. And even on a bad night, he's going to get five or six of those and wind up with ten, twelve, fifteen points just just based on being right place, right time, in that dunker spot, lobs, running the floor. It's the price of admission stuff that we talked about the, the night that he was drafted. That that there's gonna come a point pretty quickly probably in his career where he'll get that baseline down, and I think tonight was a step uh, in the right direction toward finding that baseline. Now, obviously, consistency will be the key, as it is for any player, uh, especially a younger player, and then his game will continue to grow and expand from there, and then, my goodness, just look out nba world Uh, at that point i think he's going to be a handful for everybody let's keep it moving on the phone lines got a couple of people that want to squawk here uh west oakland sam is up next on warriors wrap up hey west oakland sam you're on 95.7 the game Uh,
2: hey man what's what's going on y'all hey i just want to say i gotta owe owe an apology to uh to andrew wiggins i remember at the (laughs) beginning of the season jd like i was telling you how how defensively uh i feel like draymond would be irritated by James Wiseman game or, or by uh, Andrew Witten, um game. But the way he stepped it up is I, I, like, I don't want to say it's kind of giving me some Iggy vibes in a way, but it, it is in a way, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and, and um, another thing about James Wiseman is that he's finally, he, he's like that student in class. Like, you ever had a, have you ever been to class with a kid or with a fellow peer that that just never had to take notes. They just instantly got it whenever they right. saw it. Oh yeah. Like and they and, and they just passed the test without even having to take notes. They just passed the test immediately. And you're like, I'm taking all these notes. I'm do I'm working hard and yet he just gets it. The next game, he figures out a new thing that he needs to improve on. That's what I love about James Wiseman. He figures out a new thing to work on and he fixes it and i couldn't believe the game that he had tonight he found his spot he found that dunker spot and i think the rest of the team learned how to work around his game tonight too which is was yeah. which is why he had the best game of his career so far as a young rookie and um i'm just really proud of this team i, I, I like i didn't see this type of this type of fight and i can't help but think what if clay was on this every time i watch yeah. the game the warriors win i think about what if clay was on this team no and doubt. i love you guys god bless man
3: thanks sam great great call from sam always appreciate west oakland sam checking in at 9570 a lot to chew on there wiseman is definitely that kid though uh that, oh. that picks it up and and always studying and Not i was never last. that kid i I was the kid that had 20 pages of notes, Covey, and, and still would be struggling to, to pass the damn test.
1: I was a kid that had the cheat sheet shoved up his arm and was looking to get over uh, as best I could anyway to get through class. Things didn't come very easily to old ADD Covey either, J.D., as you might expect. But, um, you know, a, a Wiseman is absolutely – that's a great call. Like, you can tell, man, he's the natural, right? I mean, he's, he's Bob Redford. That's how he rolls, and it's only going to get easier for him.
3: Eric and Milbray, you're on 95-7 the game. Hey, Eric, you're on Warriors wrap-up tonight uh, following the Warriors' victory over the Spurs, 121-99. to What's up, Eric?
2: Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, this was kind of a good test for the Warriors. San Antonio is a, a pretty solid team in the reins of the Warriors. They got one of the greatest coaches in the history of the league, and I just love the energy they came out. No letdown coming off a, a huge win off the defending champs couple of nights ago I just love the way the Warriors came out from from the get-go when they got that early start and you know once they're pouncing and the shots are going down like that it's a pretty good sign for the tempo of the rest of the games that they're going to come out and, and win it and you guys mentioned besides Curry I just love the way Oubre once again uh like uh MLK did against the Lakers another confidence booster for him which he definitely needed Wiseman, as you guys said best game of season. I think he's ascending especially against a guy like Ulrich who's one of the better big men in the, in the league, and then obviously a guy like Wiggins who, you know, is in that same mold as Oubre and who's, you who know, needs to get his confidence going. So I love the way that And then defensively, uh, the Spurs really didn't... They, they held them under 40%. And if you're the Spurs, if your shot's not going, 4 out of 33 is embarrassing. I don't know what the hell they're doing. If you're one of the best <laughs> coaches in the league and great coverage of all time. You tell these guys to attack Quinn instead of settling for threes when your threes are not going. You're not the Golden State Warriors. So... I, I love it, the way they came out, took care of business, and uh, we, as you guys said, they got a stretch of games here. Uh, the Knicks—that's got to be a definitely blowout win uh, tomorrow night. I want to see the same type of energy, and then after that, we got the, a couple of games mixed up with the T Wolves and uh, and the Pistons, and 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 even the Suns, who I think they can beat. So this is a chance for the Warriors. Like you mentioned, if they want to be a playoff team; they got to make hay. So I love this is a first test, and they got past it, and uh, it should be the same thing tomorrow night, guys.
3: Great work, Thanks, Eric. Appreciate the call, man. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Uh Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven the game. Look, the Warriors... The Spurs, I don't think the Spurs are a great team. Now, they they have a good record. They came in with a better record than the Warriors. I'm not trying to discount this win. It's an impressive win, wire to wire, as you pointed out. They led by as many as 25. I think when it's all said and done, the Spurs Spurs are kind of a cobbled-together squad right now. They've got Aldridge and DeRozan, and it almost feels like they're just trying to develop as many young players beyond those two as they can while those two try to hold to, uh, hold them up. Uh, around 500 but yeah the three-point defense the Warriors three-point defense started out pretty terribly uh, and if you can mix in a four for 33 the way they did tonight 12 uh, percent that's going to shoot you up the charts in a positive way uh, overall so I think it may be taking advantage of a team that can have a cold night uh, but also the Warriors defense has been more on point really since Draymond Green came back in game uh, game five
1: yeah, you create your own luck in this league, no question. And and they've been a try-hard defense. And Steve Kerr has been adamant that he wants this to be the identity of this basketball team. And so uh, they, they got off to a tough start. I think the opposition certainly had something to do with that, and they were still trying to figure everything out. And as you mentioned, J.D., the implementation of Draymond Green. So uh, it's all kind of coming around. And the thing that I love, I absolutely love about this team, we've seen them get knocked down a few times. And just when you think, uh-oh, things could be getting a little slippery like the first half, after that Lakers game, they lost two straight coming in, and you know you're thinking, "Oh man, here comes a you know a blowout ass whipping on the, by the hands of the defending champs in their house." Not so fast. Uh, Warriors come back and win that game, and instead of kind of feeling themselves a little bit and feeling like they've accomplished something, they're like, "Nah, man, we just want to build on this. And that speaks to Steve Kerr having that room and the veteran leadership of guys like Curry and Draymond kind of keeping everybody accountable, saying, hey, good win, but let's go back it up with another win. And Wire to Wire tells me that they came ready to go tonight, uh, and they played a full 48, which is what they want to do, especially here at the Chase Center.
3: Randy and Milpitas, you're up next here. Randy, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up, Randy? Hey, what's up,
2: guys? I just wanted to say that I think today was, was the best game that we've seen the Warriors play, even though we've been better teams before, you know. I think why it's been the best game is because these players are finally buying – I want to say they're buying it, but they're finally playing their game. Before, in the beginning, they're trying to play that Warrior game, shoot a lot of threes, but now we've got Kelly Oubre going to the rim, Andrew Wiggins posting up, going for a nice little baby hook. Going to the rim, playing defense, you know. We and we see we finally see the potential that that Wiseman has, and also we see Draymond attacking the rim. You know, it's not they're not trying to play that that old with Klay Thompson, KD just chuck up a bunch of threes, which I love to see today. And I think they're finally trying to starting to realize that. And also, I want to say I love their effort on defense. They're buying in on Warrior defense, and they're flying around. They're switching everything. They're giving a lot of effort. Thanks, guys.
3: Thanks, Randy. Appreciate the call. They're starting to figure out who they need to be to win, and, and they're starting to get more comfortable with each other. I mean, it it's easy to say when a team's struggling, and, and we did say it the, the first couple of games of the year, hey, it's going to take some time, and Steve Kerr preaches it, and it's like, well training camps three weeks, and, and a lot of that they were dealing with COVID issues, and Draymond and Wiseman weren't ready to roll, and Wiseman steps on an NBA floor for the first time, and it's in game one, and Draymond's back in game five. And, you know, we talked about it, and we and it's a fair assessment, especially when the head coach is talking about it. I think some people get a little frustrated with that, like like, no, this team has to get off to a start. Well, they've picked it up fast. They've flipped this thing, and I think they've had to. Like, the, the one thing this team couldn't afford – was to get off to a bad start because then I think, and look, they were they were on the brink of some trouble at 0-2 in Chicago. Damian Lee hits that shot, and, and they've really been able to stop the bleeding at big moments early to where they didn't let the record snowball and they didn't let it totally start to feel like last year again is the point I'm getting at. And now sure. you work in a couple of, a couple of nice wins and you back those nice wins up with some complete performances like tonight, like the game a couple of weeks back against Sacramento. And all of a sudden you're eight and six and you're building all of a sudden you're feeling better about Oubre and you're feeling better about Wiseman and you're feeling better about Wiggins. And, and I feel like, if you don't win a couple of those games along the way when it was a lot shakier a lot of teams never make it to that point where they figure it out because because you just you fall off the mountain because because it's too much to overcome too quickly yeah no no question and yeah you
1: could say Hey, they stole one in Chicago. Okay, like you're going to have to steal some games throughout the regular season. Some nights, Steph Curry's just going to have to be the alpha and lead the charge and score 62 or whatever. Uh, and then some nights he won't quite have it, but you still find a way to win, like in L.A. the other night where different guys are stepping up, and it's the Pascals, it's the Damian Lees, it's the Wiggins, the Ubras. This is an all-hands-on-deck type deal for the Warriors. They're not top-heavy with a bunch of dudes headed to the Hall of Fame anymore. It's it's a team game that they need to play uh, and get a lot lot of guys involved and it's a testament to Curry and Draymond for realizing that and empowering these guys and Steve Kerr as well Uh, and and guys know their role and they're playing him to a tee so you're right JD eight and six has a great vibe and this is what a fun time to, to be covering this team and watching the Warriors right now as they embark on this next chapter this this season's been great drama so far I'm loving it man
3: it has been. It's been a lot of fun, and the Warriors have, have, have certainly improved from where they were after those first couple of games of the year. They've won 8 of 12 now. If you start to look at those two as kind of their own entity, 8 and 4 since, 8 and 6 overall. Uh, and, and look, I'll tell you another thing, and we'll get into this a little bit coming back on the other side. If the Warriors keep winning at the level that they're winning right now, even the 8 and 6 pace, and, and I'll give you the update on what that pace is over a 72-game season when we come it. back. But the Steph Curry MVP chatter is going to start to come if the Warriors keep winning at the level that they're winning at and he continues to play at the level that he's playing at. It's probably a little early to have that conversation, but... (laughs) it's on track to happen. This is exactly what it's going to look like uh, if he is going to wind up being in that mix. So we'll get into that coming up at 888-957-9570. More phone calls. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. We'll hear from James Wiseman. Warriors get the win tonight. 121-99 right here on 95.7 The Game. Up, top one of it. Shot clock at five. Back to Baysmore. Flight quarter three. No, Oubre Junior catches and dunks it in one
1: motion. Flying high, throwing it down hard. Now back
2: to Warriors wrap up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on ninety-five-seven. The game.
3: One of the plays of the night there for Kelly Oubre in the Warriors one twenty one ninety-nine victory over the Spurs. Eight and 5 7 Uh one note that we didn't get to on Warriors Live that I, I just I, I love a good fun fact. And uh, with with the inauguration today, uh, Covey, uh, the note was put into the game notes. The Warriors five and one all time going into tonight when playing on the January twentieth, uh, presidential inauguration day, four and zero in the West Coast era. So now five and zero in the West Coast era since nineteen sixty two, uh, and and four and zero in home games on inauguration day. Uh, now five and zero in home games. So. Uh, interesting. I, I just I, it's random, not for nothing, not <laughs> not going down a political path here. But I thought that was a that was a fun nugget. We kind of ran out of time to, to throw that one in with Jim uh, on the pregame, but on the postgame, we can we can toss it out there. The Warriors now six and one all time on an inauguration day.
1: Lock it up, baby. The winds of change are blowing, and shout out to Kamala Harris. Uh, you know, Madam VP, born at Kaiser in Oakland, just like your boy here, JD. So I'm just yeah. beaming with pride tonight, going hard in the paint for Kaiser in Oakland. I, I wanted to hit something too, man. You said uh, Steph Curry in that MVP combo. Our own Bonte Hill on NBC Sports on the uh, on the post game throwing out those MVP odds. Eight to one is Curry right now. He's fifth in the MVP odds. Somebody better go put a C note down on Steph. Curry, he's eight to one. Man, that's got a better shot to pay
3: than eight to one. Man, come on, Steph is killing it right now. Yeah, and it's a little early. I mean, in fairness, it's 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 early to be talking eight to about one, JD, the, eight to one. Eight to one. Yeah, it's early to be talking about the MVP. But I, I will say this. If he keeps playing at this level and the Warriors keep winning at this level, he's gonna he's gonna be in the mix. I mean, it, it would be a great play. Like, there's just no question he's going to be in the mix. I think the only reason he's not in the mix is because we're 14 games into the season and it's right. just a little bit too early to to be talking about. Uh, the MVP uh, at this point. Now, look, life comes at you fast, and a week from now, the Warriors are gonna—they will have played 18 games, and that's gonna be a quarter of the season. And I think that's—you know—that that's right around the time where you start to have that conversation during a normal year quarter poll, maybe the the one third mark, which is right around 27 games. But uh, look, the Warriors are eight and six, and I did the math on eight and six would be a 41 and 31. 72 game season. If the Warriors are 41 and 31 without Clay Thompson and Steph Curry is is playing uh, averaging what he's averaging right now, uh, he's absolutely going to be in the MVP conversation and, and, and may even win it. I don't. I don't think there's much doubt uh, about that, other than just the timeline of hey, it's 14 games into the season,
1: right? So get it in now because it's eight to one. Because in two weeks it could be six to one. So get your money in now. That's all I'm saying. Eight to one. It's good odds. That's yeah, a good number. I, I,
3: yeah, no, it's it's a good number, and it's and it is. I I do feel like tonight's the, tonight's the sweet spot for that because you know no. A couple nights ago, the Warriors were six and six, and and Curry's been playing great. But again, it's it's not Curry. Like like to me, what Curry's line isn't what's going to determine this. What's going to determine no this is. Do the Warriors win or not? Uh, if the if Curry does what he's doing and they're 34 and 38, well, he's not going to be in the MVP chatter. If, if they do it and he's 36 and 36, they're pro- probably not going to be in the MVP chatter. But if but if they get into the 38 and 34, 39 and 33, 40 wins, I mean, I feel like 40 is the magic number. I, I feel like if if this team is 40 and 32 or even slightly better than that with the numbers that Curry's putting up, then he's going to be a top. He's going to be. Yeah, you're right. I mean, those odds are going to be. Those odds are going to be shrinking very, very quickly.
1: Yeah, and and clearly, Steph Curry. You know, the the optics as far as it applies to this team winning basketball games are the most important thing. And, and clearly, Steph's leading the charge, and guys are falling in behind him. And and getting Draymond back in there too, JD. That was so critical. I mean, you know, they, they were lucky to be two and two after that road trip to start the season. There's no question. Then you come home, you get touched up by the Blazers, but that was still Draymond, you know, dusting everything off and, and you know, uh, greasing up the uh, you know greasing up the parts again to try and get rolling. And once this team got through that homestand, uh, you know, you could tell that they had really unlocked something. And, and I think, you know, the confidence, like when you're a basketball team that won 15 games last year and, and then you get off to the start that they did just getting blown out by two, you know, top-end teams, teams in the east. It you there's going to be some tough moments. There's going to be some looking in the mirror like, "Uh-oh, here we go again." And you know, we'll look back on a couple of moments in time this year. That Damian Lee shot in Chicago to kind of to steal it. Steph going for 62 coming back against the Clippers. And and you you hit on this too in the pregame. They haven't lost to a team yet this year that they should beat. They're they're undefeated. They're three and zero in games decided by five points or less. Like they're doing all those little things along the way too. And yeah, it's fourteen games in, eight and six. Uh, but it's it's hard to picture that this team, without Clay Thompson and with all these new players, could be a whole hell of a lot better. Then eight and six in those eight wins, you've got some like major check marks on there, too. I mean, you beat the Lakers down at Staples. You rallied from 21 back to beat the Clippers. You just blew out Greg Popovich tonight, like in the Spurs. They've got some some resume wins already. So for eight wins, it's a aesthetically pleasing eight and six. And I think that's a big part of it because you can tell this team just getting more confident.
3: Absolutely. And, and it looked five games in. But again, five games in is a third of, uh, more than a third of what we've seen to this point. It, it looked like five games in, like, my goodness, this team can't even be competitive against a, against a good team. You know, they got blown out by Portland on, on New Year's Night in the home opener, and it, and it flipped fast. And, and another one of those signature moments is the Steph Curry 62-point game, for sure, because that was the first time that they played well against a good team. And it was the first time Steph, when we start talking about MVP candidacies, he, he put himself he put himself out there and said, uh-uh, I'm not letting this season get away. R- like, right now, I'm not letting it get away. And they, they won that game, they won the next night against Sacramento, and, and you're right, now, uh, here we are a couple of weeks later, and the Warriors have a bunch of signature wins. I mean, they they have they have blowout wins against some inferior competition. They have big comebacks against uh, two of the top teams in the Western Conference, and in, in the Lakers and the Clippers. And they have a a couple of really nice wins against some some middling teams and some teams that that maybe weren't playing well, but are going to be uh, playing much better when it's all said and done. So yeah, the the Warriors resume now. Uh, is is really well filled out, to be perfectly honest. And this team looks like it you know, they're improving. And I'll, I'll tell you another thing. And we touched on this briefly at the beginning of the show, right off the top. Could could the could the postponement of the Phoenix game have have come at a at a at a better time? I mean, that looks like a big time blessing in disguise for this team right now because it was starting to feel like the games were coming. Maybe a little bit too much, too quickly, and and, and the Warriors were struggling a little bit off Indiana and Denver and the back-to-back at Phoenix. You wipe out the one game, and it gives the Warriors an off day and two practice days before playing the Lakers, and it feels like they just completely hit the reset button. I think that's another moment of maybe good fortune uh, for this team in the early going of the season, getting that game wiped out when they did.
1: Yeah, it it allowed them to kind of catch their collective breath. And, you know, you you look at that Pacer game, okay, they they led a good portion of it. They just didn't close. And when it was all said and done, they they probably didn't deserve to win that game. I mean, Indiana played really well down the stretch. And, you know, they're not the first team to go into Denver and, and, you know, get get touched up a bit. And and Jokic is doing his thing and putting up huge numbers. And, uh, you know, even that game, you know, you look up, it's 10 points. You know, Pascal had the tough night. I mean, there's just a couple of little things... Ubray and Wiggins didn't shoot the rock very well, so a couple of moments in time could have shifted that game in their favor. But regardless, it's two losses, and it's you know now you're thinking, uh oh, like you know you were six and four after that Toronto win, and you're feeling great, and you're thinking, oh man, like you know let's let's get this Indiana game, be seven and four, going on the road. All of a sudden, boom, you're six and six, and that's why that Lakers comeback was so important. And, and obviously, getting the time off for the weekend and, and having the Phoenix game postponed was huge because you're sitting there, you know, in L.A. getting you know getting the boo. Put to you in the first half, and all of a sudden it's man, we were thinking about being seven and four, now we're about to be four and seven, right? And and, I mean, the swing there is just huge because. Let's face it, J.D., this is a team. They're not a team with some established pedigree. Like, you know, we think of certain teams, like the Denver Nuggets right now. They're fledgling a bit, but we all know the Denver Nuggets are going to turn it around, and they're going to be in the hunt. Even the Raptors in the East, like, you figure, okay, they're going to turn it around. The Heat, even on you know, to probably to a you know an even bigger degree. But the Warriors, I mean, they're a team that won 15 games last year. So if they fall in some hole in their three games, four games, five games under 500, like, they don't necessarily have the firepower to dig out. And so how much you know how many broadsides could this team really take uh, and so, just getting the wins have been really timely, uh, and and now you're back a couple of games over 500, just like you were after that Toronto game. Uh, now you're facing a Nick team, kind of like the Pacers. They're going to grind you a bit, and it's going to certainly be a tough 48. Tom Thibodeau's got that team playing a lot better uh, than anybody would have expected, um, but they're they're right there again. You're two games over 500. You're at the Chase Center, and you have a very winnable game on the schedule. So they've earned this opportunity in, in the last four games, uh, going two and two, winning. The the last two the way they have, uh, to get back three games over five hundred, That's a huge opportunity tomorrow night.
3: It, it's a big opportunity to separate from five hundred, and you want to get tomorrow, get to plus three, you take your chances with the game against Utah on Saturday in Salt Lake City, and then you're right back at it with the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have the second-worst record in the NBA and got beat at the buzzer tonight after they led Orlando really for the entire night and then got beat on a, on a Cole Anthony three at the buzzer. Uh, to drop to 3-10 and 10 on the season. So uh, you look at it, and, and there's a real opportunity here for this team. You don't want to start counting them bef- before they're done, <laughs> but there's a real opportunity for this team to maybe be 11-7 and seven, uh, a week and a half from now, uh, maybe go into Phoenix for real uh, on the second of a back-to-back after taking on uh, Minnesota for the second time uh, next week. But uh, all that being said, I, the other part of this, and then we'll go ahead and hear from Steve Kerr and James Wiseman, uh, as we wrap up the show here and call it a night, the other key is I think this team needs to build a little bit of a cushion to withstand an injury. Uh, like y- you can't point. miss the opportunity if you can get to four or five or you know games over five hundred, that allows you to withstand if Draymond or Steph. Or one of the wings, Oubre and Wiggins. Uh, Steph's the major one, obviously, because he's playing at such a high level. But if you can get to five or six games over five hundred, that means if Steph Curry has to miss seven games somewhere along the way or eight games somewhere along the way, you can go two and six or you know something like that and still be five hundred and still get him back and make another push. Whereas if you're at five hundred and you lose Steph for eight to ten games. And you, you can't take a 2-6 and six or, or or a 3-8 and eight or something like that because then you're buried a little bit. The other good sign, when you just look at the standings in the Western Conference right now, is it's so jumbled up, really, once you get beyond the, the Clippers, Lakers, and Jazz at the top, that the Warriors, it looks like, are going to have, if they keep playing at the level they're playing, they're going to have a shot to get a top-four seed. It, it really does. And I didn't, wouldn't have thought that going in, but Denver's been down. And the Mavericks have been just kind of around 500. Portland's dealing with some major injuries. Phoenix, we'll see. I mean, I I think they're probably more of a bottom half of of the playoff bracket team than a top half. Point I'm trying to make, the Warriors are going to be in the mix just by the nature of everybody's kind of beating everybody and it's all jumbled up. Eventually it will separate, but I don't feel like the Warriors are going to be too far away from being able to make a play for that. And I wouldn't have thought that could even be true at all going into the year.
1: Yeah, and and look, I mean, we know the Clippers and the Lakers, they're a clear cut above. The Jazz have been rolling. I think they've won six in a row after getting off to kind of a clunky start. Outside of those three teams, the Suns, you know, the Warriors could play with the Phoenix Suns. I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, you know, that's certainly a game that could go either way, Um, but there's not really any other team in the West right now that I'd say, oh, boy, I don't want to see them. Like, no, like, teams don't want to see the Warriors right now. They're the upstart. They're, They're the team that's unpredictable, and so just keep building on that, and, and that's where that defensive identity comes in. You give a lot of credit to Steve Kerr for sticking with Ubre in the starting lineup, sticking with Wiseman. The athleticism, uh, you know, the, the standing reach of a lot of these guys, the wingspan—like, it just, it's just—it's tough to get up shots against these guys consistently when they're all buying in. And uh, Steve Kerr knows that they're going to need to be a defensive team first, and then build out from there. And so you give them credit for that, uh, and they've already made it to where it looks like they're going to be a tough out most nights. And that's really all you can ask.
3: Uh, let's hear from Steve Kerr before we call it a night. Warriors get the win over the Spurs, one twenty-one to ninety-nine. Up first, uh, we were talking about Steph Curry, the the MVP candidacy of Steph as this team continues to play better basketball. Uh, let's hear from the head coach Steve Kerr on Stephen Curry's night.
4: Well, I th- I just thought Steph was really patient uh, tonight in the first half. He he played a a, a brilliant first half. Um, you know, Murray is a fantastic defender and. Uh, Draymond handled the ball quite a bit, you know, early in the game. Um, Steph didn't force anything. I don't even know if we ran a pick and roll until uh late in the first quarter. And uh Steph was off the ball some and, and uh I just thought his patience uh, you know and then attacking after we had gotten off to a good start and gotten some off ball hoops. Um, you know, in the second quarter Steph turned to that pick and roll with Draymond and uh it was it was kind of a nice uh, one two combination
3: we've talked a lot about Steph Curry you know his teammates getting used to him but I think what you're starting to see is the flip side of that and and Curry getting used to his teammates and 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 learning more when to pick his spots to be patient as Steve Kerr alluded to and when to pick his spots to attack and the more seamless that becomes I think that's another level another sweet spot that this Warriors team can hit and and continue to, to improve.
1: Yeah, he's got to know when to flip the switch and, and be a scoring point guard and a distributing point guard. Uh, and, I mean, he's not playing with Kevin Durant and Andre Iguodala and and, and certainly not playing with Klay Thompson anymore. So um, it's it was going to always be a bit of a work in progress. You, you'd fancy Steph to figure it out pretty quick, being, well, Steph Curry uh, and, and just being so dangerous for opposing defenses to deal with and all the attention he's going to get. These other guys should love playing out there with Steph Curry. You don't get as much attention when 30's got the rock in his hands because he's going to be the primary focus. And that's why him and Draymond got to run that pick and roll. Uh, If he gives it up to Draymond there, you know Draymond's usually going to make the right basketball play. Just stay moving off the ball and be ready because it's coming in hot.
3: Uh, Let's hear a little more from Steve Kerr uh, following this one uh, as he met with everybody on the post-game Zoom call, the Zoom room, uh, on the defensive improvements of this team now through 14 games.
4: Well, uh, our rotations are better, and you know we we felt coming into the season that we we would be a good defensive team with our length and athleticism, and um, you know the, the 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 rotations are better. We're not giving up as much penetration, and that just makes uh, the the offense have to rush the shot a little bit. So, uh the first couple of games almost I don't even. Count them. I mean, you know that that was uh, we weren't ready and and we were kind of a mess. But uh, since that time, our defense has has gotten better. We still have a lot of work to do. But tonight, as I said, I thought it was our best overall effort of the year.
3: Yeah, without a doubt, best overall effort of the year. And this team is finding an identity, I think, offensively. And and the more success they have defensively, I think that that's what they believe that their identity needed to be. To have a chance uh, to to really compete and be the best version of themselves, and I think that that's something that's that's growing and and on a night in night out basis, really.
1: Yeah, and the Warriors. You look up tonight; they held the Spurs under a hundred points. Golden State Warriors going to win most games, <laughs> if not damn near all games when they hold the opposition under a hundred points, uh, and and so that's a, that's always a you know a good mark for a team, a, a good defensive goal, hold a team under a hundred, especially when when the game was being played at the pace it was in the first half. I mean they were going back and forth, uh, the Spurs just couldn't hit anything, and um, you know the Warriors hit that thirty assist mark tonight. That's another one of those truisms. You get thirty assists for this Warriors team, you're probably going to win the game. So there's just a you know a couple of boxes tonight that they checked. And, and there's something about a wire-to-wire win, J.D. A comeback wins are always, you know, really satisfying. But wire-to-wire means you just went out there for 48 and basically kicked a team's butt. And there was a couple of moments, you know, where the Spurs went on some runs. They cut it down to five at one point after the big start. Uh, Pop really wore out the guys after the first quarter. By the way, Pop with the mask and the long hair. Woo! Dude, that's a great look for him. Uh, but, you know, Pop got into them after the first quarter. And, and they got a, you know, the, the Spurs went on a 7-0 run to start the second quarter. But then the Warriors clicked it back up they won every quarter tonight jd i know that in the third they tied i think the h scored 26 but i mean even when it was you know quote garbage time like jordan Poole come mess around and hits three threes so um there was no let up in this team tonight and that's what you need in a wire to wire win so uh pretty satisfying across the board
3: yeah ab- absolutely and 121 to 99 the final in this one tonight the warriors with their second wire to wire win of the season the other one against sacramento uh, going back a couple of weeks ago on January the fourth, as they won on that night, one thirty-seven to one hundred six. So the Warriors now eight and six on the season. Uh, a couple more here before we get out of here. Uh, let's hear from let's hear from Steph Curry tonight because a big a big theme of the night was was Steph and the it was the Oakland forever night with the floor and the jerseys. Uh, here's Steph on paying homage to Oakland.
4: It meant everything, a uh, full circle moment. The court was amazing. The jerseys were amazing. Um, you just get a different feel when you put that on. And there's no, no secret about that, especially, you know, with my experience, you know, 12 years later, you know, rocking those colors. So it's nice to obviously play well, get a win, have a, have a lot of good vibes tonight, but it's, it's an awesome just vibe of representing Oakland, the town, what, that era, era of Warrior basketball was, the three championships, and just the soul of of a city that supported us, so meant a lot.
3: Meant a lot, and the Warriors, I know this was something you were big on even in the pregame. You put that floor down, you put those jerseys on, you better bring it, and the Warriors brought it tonight.
1: Yeah, man, they repped out of control, and how fitting, you know, Kamala Harris, uh, you know, becomes the first lady. She gets sworn in. They're repping the Oaktown jerseys, just a a fun night out at the Chase Center. And, and J.D., this is going to be something I go back to this year. After last season, we know that Oracle was always a tough place. Even when this team was bad, the fans brought it. It was a raucous house. I need Chase Center to, to get to that level at some point. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a year. And it's certainly not going to happen until Dub Nation can get in there and force and that place can be filled with uh, you know 20,000 fans. But making it a tough uh, place for the opposition to come and, and know you're going to get a full 48 uh, goes a long way. And, and tonight, repping those town jerseys, just had a good vibe from the opening tip. And, hey, go wire to wire. What more could you ask?
3: Yeah, and the Warriors now 5-3 and three at, at Chase Center on the young season, and they're back at it tomorrow. The games are coming rapid fire. Uh, the Knicks are in town, and the Knicks, uh, it'll be the first game of a road trip for them as their last game was uh, all the way back Monday morning out here uh, on the West Coast, uh, so they are heading Uh, out west, and that'll be the first of a a road trip and the second of a back-to-back for the Warriors tomorrow night. So that'll do it for us. Uh, For Ryan Covey, I'm John Dickinson. Thanks to Sterling. Thanks to Mauser, Thanks to Sam. Uh, We're going to be back at it tomorrow, 5.30, right here on 95.7 The Game. Jim Barnett will join us for Warriors Live. We'll get you set up for the Warriors and the Knicks, and then we'll be back after the ballgame as we are, uh, per usual, with Warriors wrap-up. Uh, following the final buzzer. Uh, thanks a lot for listening. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Warriors, get it done tonight, 121-99. To you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game.
0: Progressive presents. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild.